Well, hey, this is Joey Furjanic, lead pastor of the Block Church. I want to thank you for joining us today. It's an honor to share this time together with you. We hope this message will touch, impact, and transform your life and help take us one step further on our journey to revive every block. Well, what's up, everybody? Oh, I'm just so glad you're with us. My name is Joey. I have the privilege of being the lead pastor right here. You made a good decision today to be in the house of God or to be listening and watching God's word. And we're, we're so grateful that you're joining us. Today is week six of our series, Brainwash. And I hope and pray that this series has been inspiring to you, helpful. You've been connecting on some of those resources. In fact, uh, if you need resources, we talk about mental health. If you need resources, we've got some stuff. All you gotta do is text TBC help to 94000 and uh, you'll get some help there with some of those resources. And also, I just wanna say, um, if, if you've been blessed uh, by all the different communicators in this series, can we just give them some love right now? Can we thank them? Um, and and I, I waited to welcome everybody from all our locations because I want you to know some of these communicators have been from some of our different locations and different location pastors. And, and so a, a great big welcome to all of our physical locations uh, and our online community. Love you so very much. And uh, real quick, this series, just a, just a reminder, uh, we've been kind of basing this off of Romans 12 too. Uh, Bible says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person, come on somebody, by changing the way you think. Then, somebody say then. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I love this scripture because we're always searching for God's best, but how we start experiencing God's best and God's will is by changing the way we think, which is why we did this series, Brainwash. We wash a lot of things, cars, dogs, clothes, all the things important to wash our brain, amen? That's what we're doing. And so next week uh, is the final week of the series and we're talking loneliness. You don't wanna miss this because there are a lot of people who are lonely, even in a big city, lonely. So we're gonna talk about how to not be lonely and then how to help others who are. It's a can't miss, let's finish strong next week, talking about loneliness uh, and how to care for somebody. But today <clears throat> I planned a message that's a little bit lighter because it's been heavy. I mean, we, we've been talking about everything from trauma to anxiety, depression, suicide. I mean, we've been, we've been hitting a lot of stuff. But today, uh, I, wanna, I wanna do something very practical. I wanna talk about being inspired. I wanna talk about staying inspired. That has a lot to do with your emotional health. A lot to do with your brain waves and, and how do we stay inspired? Because it's easy to become uninspired. Uh, I have a message uh, on, my, on my personal YouTube page uh, uh, called The 10 S's to Staying Inspired. It's a, it's a leadership talk. What I've done is I, I've, I've kind of combined that today, made it a little smaller, brought some scripture to it. And so the title of today's message is How to Stay Inspired. 
how to stay inspired. And I think you're gonna really be blessed. It's really practical, but we'll, we'll, we'll pull some elements from God's word. And uh, this is not a normal message uh, in that I'm not walking through a text like I normally do, but I wanna pull some biblical values to help you stay uh, inspired. All right, so a uh, question that I wanna start with today, I wanna ask you this is, is, have you ever been totally out of inspiration? Have you ever been totally exhausted, depleted, burnt out? You want to quit. Uh, you can't write anymore. You, you just feel like, man, I got nothing. Of course, all of us go through that. And uh, if, if you haven't yet in, in your passion or your career, you might. Why I think today's so relevant, but I was thinking back to something that happened to me a couple of years ago. Uh, I had wrote a book, Level Up, not a bestseller, uh, <laughs> but, but best content. And, uh, and when I finally got the shipment of books to my house, I noticed something right away. They, I'm putting it on them, spelled forward wrong. A forward is something that goes before the book, it's, it's a forward, it's, a, it's an invitation. It's usually by someone more prominent than the writer. And uh, they spelled it like, let's move forward. I'm not going back, I'm moving ahead. And, 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 and that's not how you spell that. And I noticed it right away. And I just was like, I hate everyone. I'm gonna kill somebody. And I don't care about this book anymore. All the work, all the effort, all the energy, just I was sapped in that moment because I knew it would be a huge headache. I mean, here I am with thousands of books. And I remember Pastor Julio in the room uh, looking at me as I was crawling into my shell, ready to quit life. And he said, all right, we can fix this. What if we put, this was his idea, what if we take a little sticker and put limited edition... <laughs> on this. And then it's just like, wow, this will be special. You can sign it. <laughs> no one will ever know. Show sure enough. You got one of those copies. I saw that baby all over the country. But that re-inspired me. You know, it was, it was an encouragement of, uh, uh, of someone in my life, and it was a solution. It's so funny how quickly you can go from excited to miserable to I'm back, baby. And, and, and so we got to learn how to do that. It's really important for your life, for your marriage, for your parenting, for your work, for your passion projects. And, and, and this is, again, this, this is not an overly spiritual message, but it's very spiritual because you got to stay inspired to keep loving, to stay on mission, to revive every block, all those things. And so what do we do when we're in a funk? I want to give you a few things today that I think are going to be really helpful. This is what I've learned. This is what I've learned because uh, I used to I could burn the candle at both ends, okay? I could, I mean, I'm telling you, I could outwork anybody, okay? I could. Uh, I, I could 
stay up and work or play till one, two in the morning. I'd be up the next day at six o'clock and I'd be ready to go. And I'd make fun of everybody who wasn't. And I still make fun of everybody. But man, when I had little kids, I lost a step. I mean, unless I pump coffee into my veins, I'm pretty unfunctional, dysfunctional. I don't know how to even say words. And so I, I, I say that because, because, you know, anybody with little kids, come on, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, because even, so, so, so like there's, a, there's things that happen that break down your passion, uh, but then like, like bad things or bad news and you become uninspired. But there's also natural occurrences like age uh, or, or, or even decisions we make that expands our weight that makes us more tired or, or, or kids or different things. And so we gotta know how to combat that. Here's what I've learned. I want to I give you a peek into my journal, if you will. Here's what I've learned how to stay inspired. Here's the first one. You have to, and these all have S's. They're very creative. You, you, you have to learn how to constantly tell or go back to stories. Everybody say stories. Stories. Uh, the people of God have always looked to their history or they're present of what God's done or is doing for inspiration. We do this by telling or praising as an act of thanksgiving, a reminder of encouragement to ourselves. Every Monday, as a staff, we come in and we look at the numbers and sometimes it's really exciting. Sometimes... It's really not exciting. But what we always do to combat that, good or bad, is we tell stories. Man, look what happened in this person's life. Look what God did. Oh my gosh, did you hear this salvation story? Uh, did, you, did you see this person? Uh, they were a first-time guest and they've been praying for that person. We tell stories and all of a sudden, the bad news turns into hope. Or the... Or the the news that's not preferred turns into news that can be possible. Right. Stories are important. When, when Moses and the Israelites escaped the grips of Pharaoh and the Egyptians, they sing this song in Exodus 15, one through six. I love it. Moses leads them and says, I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my God and I will praise him, my father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army has been hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters gushed over them. They sank to the bottom like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, smashes the enemy. 
When you start saying stuff like that, you kind of get a swag, you know? It's like, man, I can step to this. Like, like, look what God, and so the people of Israel, God's people, they would refer back to this moment often or moments like it, where it's like, I might be in exile right now, but look what God has done. God smashes our enemies. God raises me up to victory. He's the same God. He's the same God that raised the lame and healed the deaf and gave sight to the blind. He's the same Jesus that conquered death, hell, and the grave. He's done it before. He can do it again. And so stories are powerful. This would be called an Ebenezer. That's what it would be called. Uh, Something, a time when the people of God go back to, they refer, they, they do a praise break based on what God has done. When you are struggling to be inspired, you need to pause and have an Ebenezer. You need to pause, make place for praise and tell some stories through song or simply speaking it out to encourage yourself. You ever have one of those days? For me, it was a, it was a recent Monday. I was, I was hell-bent on being positive. And of course, I never make that decision to be positive. <laughs> and of course, nothing's working. Nothing's going right. I keep getting bad news after bad news. And I said to Lauren, I said, I'm going home. I don't want to come to work tomorrow. If I just don't go to work tomorrow, nothing bad will happen. And then it was later that night, I got a text message of a story of somebody who came to church and had an, had an encounter with God. And all of a sudden, I was like, ah, maybe I should go to work tomorrow. Stories remind us of God's goodness, his faithfulness, and that even when it seems bad, God's still up to something good. Come on, let's give God a praise for that. Listen, sometimes the story comes to you, but other times you have to go to the story, okay? All right, uh, here's the next one. It's really important. You want to stay inspired. You got to tell stories, but you also have to have silence. Silence. Let's be still for a moment. Let's just be silent. Silence. Some of you hate that. Do you know how important silence is? Silence um, is, is powerful because it's space. It's cry space. It's think space. It's dream space. And it's space to deal with what you're unwilling to deal with. Now, silence has become increasingly difficult for me as a parent of little kids. Um, if I want silence, I have to get up at the five o'clock hour between five and five 30. And even then sometimes, I don't know how they do it. These, these little children, these blessed children. I don't know how they do it, but I'll plan to get up early. I get up early and I literally put my feet down and all of a sudden somehow they hear my feet hit the ground. 
But what I try to do strategically is, is even if I, I, I've taken prayer retreats at the beach where I just sit there, that's my vibe is the beach. Yours might be something else. But I try to find, even when I travel and preach other places, I might try to go a day early so that I can just be silent and still and think. I, I open up my journal I, I jot things down. I, I, I don't watch TV. I, I try to just get in a space where I just have my thoughts. And even if my thoughts are incorrect, I might write them down and then evaluate my heart posture. I want to give you some rules for dreaming for a second. You should write this down. This is really good. Here's my rules for dreaming. First one is this, start with no limits. You got dreams, write them down, make them crazy. Nobody's got this journal, but you and God. Nobody's got your phone notes, but you and God. Just no limits, no limits. Second one is, is after I've written these down, let's scale these dreams into realistic phases. Okay, you wanna be the president of the United States, unsure why, but if that's your dream, let's scale this. Well, you gotta get involved in city council and then you gotta do this, scale your dreams. Third thing is this, jot down who can help you. Jot down who can help me, who can help me. Then after you do this, Holy Spirit, uh, let's test my motives here. Why do I want this much power? Why do I want this much power? Is, is it your dream? Bible says that when you delight yourself in the Lord, he gives you the desires of your heart. Longer you're in the Lord, the more he changes the desires of your heart. Then the last one is just determine the first three steps. All right, when I leave my dream session today, here's my three practical steps. I'm going to register to vote. I'm just using this, right? Because I want to be president. You're not even registered to vote. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> you know, I don't know, right? I want to register. I am going to read something about how society works. You know, I'm going to read a book, you know, and then third, I'm, I don't know, you <laughs> know, whatever. What are some practical steps you can take? And then you can add those steps to your phases. But then you can get some help, get some people involved to take a look at it. Those are just some rules for dreaming. But when you're, when you're, when you're in silence, that's the place. Because here's what happens. I'm gonna help you for a second. Some of us, we watch things, we'll watch a movie, and we get inspired by copying someone instead of being inspired by the Holy Spirit in a place of silence. Well, we just want, we're just copycats. And so silence helps us decipher uh, being a copycat versus receiving a download from God. Ecclesiastes 3.7, the second part says, there's a time to be silent and a time to speak. Proverbs 17.27 says, a truly wise person uses few words. With under, a person with understanding is even-tempered. Bible's clear. There is a time to speak and a time to be silent. Okay, you want to stay inspired, right? You're going you're gonna to tell stories. You're going to have some silence. Here's the next one. You got to be silly. Now, I hate using silly, but it was the only S word I could find. <laughs> be silly. Proverbs 7, 20, 17, 22 says this. It says, a happy heart is good medicine and a joyful mind causes healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. 
You know, laughter and joy is a miracle medicine for the heart, for the mind, and for the soul. Sometimes you just need a brain break and a belly laugh. When you do this, listen to this, your body releases stress and it also increases immune cells and infection-fighting antibodies, thus improving your resistance to disease. That's crazy. It's almost crazy that the Bible wrote stuff that the, the science medical people didn't know yet, but then confirmed later. Laughter triggers the release of endorphins. These are the body's natural feel-good chemicals, which promote an overall sense of well-being and temporary pain relief. I need laughter, and, and the more high pressure my job, the more laughter I want to incorporate into it. Um, I, I know the places that bring me laughter. My son is one of those. I just want to help make you laugh and watch this clip of Maverick. I'm the eagle. I'm from the eagle. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> he normally spells eagles E-S-G-L-E-A, but this time somehow he got it right. But that makes me laugh. And so I try to, especially when I need it, put myself in environments that are going to produce laughter. You know, before we go into a creative meeting, I need to laugh and cut up before we dream. Before we talk about a tough subject, I try to layer it with something comical. Uh, while we're working, I want to have fun and laugh. If I'm, over, if I'm totally overwhelmed, I need a break and I'll go play with my friends and laugh. What do you need to do that's going to make you laugh, smile, and have fun? Now, some of us abuse that and never do anything productive. There is a sense of balance there. But here's what I've learned. People who don't know themselves and are broken or deeply insecure struggle to have healthy relationships with others, struggle to have a healthy relationship with balance, with hobbies, and with play. It, someone who's unhealthy will usually have an unnecessary extreme where your boundaries are obnoxious. Uh, they'll only f hang with folks who are under their level of growth or they can't settle into a hobby at all. So here's, here's some quick tips on how to cut loose in a healthy way, okay? Uh, don't do things with people uh, who will enable your sin. And don't do sinful things. You gotta find a safe group of people to be yourself with, okay? Even if yourself is weird, find somebody else who's weird too. Uh, find a hobby or a common connection point with those people. Is it golf? Is it getting your nails done? Is it travel? Is it food? Is it coffee? Is it sports? Is it working out? Uh, you can go on and on. Is it fashion? You can go and window shop. I know this is hard. My wife has a real hard time understanding this. You can go and window shop, not buy anything, but be with your girls and laugh and wish and go, wow, I just had a great time. Come on, somebody. All the men said amen. It's possible. Here's the last one. This is important. If you want to really, really let loose, okay, 
and you want to really enjoy, you have to leave the control to somebody else. If you really want to laugh, because some of us, what we do is we'll even dictate and be in control of our leisure. And I'm not saying don't plan, but like a lot of times what I'll do is, is when I go hang with, with, with my guys or I'm doing a guy's trip, I try to be the least in charge as possible. Even when I know, even when I know my decision is going to be better, I may subliminally try to get that, but I'm just okay with, I'm okay with, okay, you want to be like that? I'm, I'm here to have fun. That's my mission. I'm serious because some of us, we can't even have fun because we have to be in control. And I got some, look, I, when I'm relaxed, I do have some, some standards. Okay, you, you, you cross the, the, if it's bad food, we're going to have a problem because I know myself, you know, and, but however, you got to release control. Is this helpful to somebody? So you got to be silly. Here's the next one. Show yourself the progress. This is really important. Sometimes you think you're losing because you feel like you are. But facts don't care about your feelings. Find facts. Let facts determine how you should feel. If you don't show yourself the data and the progress, you might stay down when you're actually up. Encourage yourself with progress. A few months ago, I was sitting with our staff and our team, and I listened to this podcast that really helped me. And because, you know, pre-pandemic, things were happening for our church that um, it's just a little bit different now. I said, I made this statement. I said, guys, we started our church October of 2020. We're a new church plant, October 2020. And I said, if you look at the data, wow, we're better than we've ever been. <laughs> no, because, because I, I had to, the, the, this great disruption, I, I, had to, I had to change the scorecard. And, and, and if in fact we started October, 2020, uh, wow, we're growing at a rate that we've never grown at. Come on, somebody. I know you don't have to, you know, you don't want to, uh, you, you don't want to manipulate facts to feel better, but I think there's some validity in, in, in that concept. And sometimes showing yourself the pro- progress means changing the scorecard. This inspired me. Uh, there's uh, an example of somebody in the Northeast that I'm real proud of, and they've been posting their progress. Spanky, who goes to the Northeast, uh, he is on a weight loss journey. And, and it's, it's probably for someone uh, who is on this journey being public about it, it's really impressive because you're being vulnerable. But here he is putting up a picture saying, I'm down this much weight and I, I feel good. I'm going to keep going. He's showing himself the progress. This helps you keep going. It re-inspires you, especially when you mess up or when you're having a down day because everybody's eating a hamburger and you're stuck eating a salad. But then you go back and you say, but look at the progress. You got to show yourself the progress. You got to prophesy yourself uh, to yourself. I remember, uh, I love this, 1 Samuel 36. Bible says that David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in spirit because of his sons and daughters. But David found strength in the Lord. I don't want to go into all the context of that, uh, but I, I do want you to notice greatly distressed, but David found great strength in the Lord. 
you can be greatly distressed, but then make a decision to be greatly encouraged by the Lord. How do we do that? We show ourselves the progress of our spiritual journey. Come on, find strength in the Lord. Encourage yourself in God. For David, you aren't king yet. You're not there yet, but you're not where you were. You're on the way. Come on, look at those old social media posts. You're not who you used to be. Come on, somebody. Look at that bank account now. You're not where you used to be. Come on, you look, you're married now. You're not who you used to be. Look, you got a house. Oh, you got two? Oh, you got an investment property? You don't have 10, but you're not where you were. Come on, somebody. Look, you got kids now. You're a parent. God trusted you Come on, you're not where you used to be. You're not where you want to be, but you're on your way. Look, you got that job now. Stop complaining about it. Look, you got out of debt. Come on, somebody. Look, you own that business. I know it's tough, but your name's on the bank account. Look, you're not dead. Look, you're not addicted. Look, you're in church. Come on, somebody. Look, God's doing something in you. Show yourself the progress. And all of a sudden, that lack of inspiration, ah, I don't, I don't know if I want to serve today. I don't know if I want to love today. But remember what it was when you weren't doing those things? Now, I want to close with this thought. It's my final one. All right, we've got to tell stories. We've got to find some silence. Uh, we got to be silly. We, we got to show ourselves the progress. But, but I think if you're really in a funk, you have to shift the norm. Shift the norm. To stay inspired, sometimes you have to make a change on the normal rhythms. This could mean changing your rhythms, go on a retreat. It, it could mean a creative planning of meeting for your life. It could mean a drastic change. It, 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 this is something that could, could get you out of your funk. A, a, a great preacher says that a, a change of place and a change of pace equals a change of perspective. And this is also why fasting is so helpful. As we approach the fall, I believe the fall this is going to be the most important season of our church in history. I am so committed to what we're doing in the fall, our campaign, all the steps we're taking. Uh, I'm going to be fasting from September 19th through October 23rd. I'm going to be doing that because I know that I need to shift the norm and see God do something great. Uh, I'm doing that with, with great faith. In the start of football season, this is a great sacrifice. But I know I got to shift the norm. I, I, I know I got to go deeper with God in this next season. And I just keep thinking, man, the world is not what it was. It, it, it really is a challenging place to function, to pastor, to parent, all, all these different things. And I, I keep coming back to Acts 2. Verse 17, and I, I love this passage because it's a, it's a prophetic declaration from the Old Testament that gets repeated when the Holy Spirit comes in the New Testament. And the Bible says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit 
spirit on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy. I don't know about you, but I want deeply for the Holy Spirit to pour out on our body and in our city like never before. We need that. We need a shift of the norm. I don't want to just set up and have church for church sake. I don't want to gather and have block group for block group sake. I don't want to go through the calendar and say, that was good. That was, I want a move of God. I want the breath of God on our ministry. The, the word ruach, it means wind or breath of God. It's, it's God's spirit. It's his energy. When, when God breathed into Adam and that, that breath into us, when we receive salvation, the ruach, the wind of the spirit, the movement of the spirit. Like I, I want to stand in the, in, the, in the zone of the storm. I want God to reign over me and our church and our body. We, we need the presence of God like never before. And I want to invite you. I want to invite you to encounter God's spirit in this season like never before. Because guess what? If you want to be inspired, the Holy Spirit will keep you inspired. And I want us to do something at every location. Would you stand to your feet? And, and if, if, you're, if you're watching from home, please zero in with me. I, I want, if you're at a location, buy your head and close your eyes. And I want to pray over you and I want to I wanna, I wanna breathe God's wind. I want God to breathe his wind over you. But I got to ask you a question. If you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, your inspiration starts there. Your meaning for living starts there. And if you hear the sound of my voice and you are not following Jesus, Maybe at one point you did, but you don't anymore. Maybe you've never invited him to be king and Lord in your life. This is your moment to be inspired by meaning forevermore. And if you hear my voice and you're not a follower of God and you want to begin a journey today or restore that relationship, would you right now, would you wave at me at every location? Come on, lift your hand and wave at me. Come on, wave at me. Don't let this moment pass you by. Do not let pride steal you from the meaning of life, from the reason you were created. If you're at a location, wave at me now. We want to pray over you. If you're online, come on, throw that hand emoji in, in the chat. Be bold about this moment. I want to pray this prayer. I want our whole family, our whole church to say this out loud. Would you pray, Jesus, Thank you for the cross, for coming, for dying, for being resurrected. Raise me to life. Forgive me of my sin. Be king of my life. Be leader of my life. I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen to me. If you prayed that prayer, we believe you are saved. Your best days are ahead. Come on. It may not get easier, but it will get better. Amen. And listen, that's the first step. That's the first step. But there is another step in your journey with God. 
And, and as the worship team prepares to lead us in another song, uh, I'm going to continue to invite leaders at locations and, and prayer team leaders to come forward because if you want that breath of God, that ruach, yeah, the, the movement of the Holy Spirit, the, the God to pour out a spirit on you, I want you to come forward. If you need a touch from the Holy maybe you just raised your hand to receive Christ. All right, next step. Go get full of God's spirit. Go have an encounter with God. If you need a touch from the Holy Spirit, a moment to stir up inspiration inside of you, I want you as they sing the song to come forward and be prayed over and come with great faith. God bless you. I love you. Let's sing together. Thanks so much for joining us today. I especially want to thank those of you who give generously to help us revive every block. If you enjoyed this message, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, screenshot it, and post your social stories and tag us at The Block Church. We'd love to hear from you and how you found this encouraging and inspiring. Thanks again, and God bless you.